You're listening to the MPI Paranormal Podcast, where the truth is to be found. A podcast exploring all things paranormal, hauntings, UFOs, crypto, the unknown. Our members believe in the skeptical approach, but with an open mind, just trying to make sense of it all. I want to get back in there, try to figure that out. It is the unknown. I don't really have a say on it right now because I don't know what the video looks like. I'm looking for the evidence. What's the evidence? A story to me is not really evidence because that's one person's experience. And I do. I take my personal beliefs into it, but like you said, then I have my skeptical side that wants to prove it another way. Military Paranormal Investigations is not affiliated to any branch of the military. It's time. Coming to you from North Texas on multiple platforms for maximum reach. Here are your hosts, members of the MPI team. And welcome to Military Paranormal Investigations podcast. My name is Rob. I'm Mike. I'm Allison. And I'm Jeff. First, I'd like to say we are not affiliated to any branch of the military. You can find us at militaryparanormal.com. You can also find us at uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can also uh, call us on our phone number at uh, 940-437-4674. That's 940-437-4-MPI. If you'd like to tell a story, you can leave a message on there. You can leave up to five minutes, I think it is. And right. then you can, if you need more, you can just call back. Or if you want us to call you back or you want to tell us something, you can do it that way. Or just email us right. at podcast at militaryparanormal.com. Right. We're doing these uh, mini podcasts right now leading up to Halloween and everything. So if you want to get your story out there as a possible episode, go ahead and just uh, give us a holler or uh, message us. And uh, like Rob was saying, we thought we would tell you guys about a little of our creepy factor or scare factor types of investigations that we've done that are, that personally have uh, affected us. So uh, we'll kind of, we've already to- done Mike did your episode a little while ago. And then Allison was the latest one. We finally got her to uh, go ahead and put one out there. And now it's me and Jeff. We're the last two. So we got two episodes left before we Halloween. Uh, all right. Well, I guess I will uh, go ahead and all right. tell my story. All right. So before I begin on, on the stories that I think were, scarier, interesting for me. I want to give you a little background of what got me into the paranormal. Okay. Um, prior to really getting into the paranormal, I was one of the type persons that if you were laying in bed and you heard a sound in the house, I'd want to pull the, the blankets up over my eyes and didn't want to really deal with it. <laughs> um, That's everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my experience, it really got me into the paranormal. I was uh, living in Utah at the time. And I was in the house by myself, and, and on the TV show, I, there was this gentleman that said that he could talk to, to folks across the other side and, and uh, give you some information about them and everything else. Well, I was working on my computer, and, and in my son's room, I had one of those uh, Star Wars banks. It was Darth Vader. You put the money into, and it goes off, and he plays a little mm-hmm. song. Um, that would have been great for that oh, intro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it went off by itself. Well, you know, 
knowing a little bit about electronics and that kind of stuff, I knew that it had batteries in it. So I kind of just figured that, you know, maybe the batteries were going down or something and it caused it to go off. Well, I didn't think anything more of it. And about 20 minutes later, in my daughter's crib, she had a Tickle Me Elmo doll. Well, it just so happened that Tickle Me Elmo doll went off at the same time. So it kind of it kind of made me think, I'm like, really? Okay, so the bank went off. I could say maybe. 20 minutes later, another electronic-type device went off in the house. So I kind of felt it kind of weird that that was, you know, what was going on. So it made me start doing some research. And I happened to find out that in the house that we were living in, there was a small child that died. Mm. So I kind of correlated that child was in some way trying to let me know it was there. You think they were playing with the toys or, I, or something? You know, I don't know. I I think more it was just kind of letting me know right. that it was uh, mm. that it was there in the house. Because I know some investigators, when they go out and they investigate, and there's children involved, they'll try and bring toys right. to see if they get any interaction. So, yeah. boo buddy, yeah. yeah, like the boo buddy, yeah. So that's kind of what got me into the paranormal um, investigating. So to give you a, a couple stories that. I will tell you, I'm the type of person that I don't get scared too easy now. Mm-hmm. When we go out and do an investigation, I may get intrigued. There may be something that happens that I just can't explain or one way or another. But I'm the type of person that I want to be able to see an object move. I want to be able to be touched. I want to be able to experience something like that. So I can truly say that you know the paranormal is out there. Two of, the, two of the stories that, that come to mind for me, um, the first one took place here in the town that we're currently in. It was in one of the buildings that Mike, during his uh, story, was talking about. The front part of the building was an office building, mm-hmm. and the back half of the building was kind of like a storage room, and it had a bunch of antiques and stuff in it. Well, it had like an office in the middle, right? Right. And we were doing we were doing an investigation in there, like we normally do. We set up ops, we run our cameras and everything through wherever we're at. We set up and we were doing the investigation. Well, that that night there happened to be a lot of storms in the area. And they was, were moving just north of us. You could see them off in the distance and feel the moisture kind of coming. Right, out of and there was a lot of lightning in the air. So you right. had a lot of static electricity, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think could be building up uh, something for them to use. Well, Mike and I was in the front of the building, and ops came across the radio and said, hey, we've got movement in the back of the building. That would be me. Can you guys go back and check it out? So Mike and I started making our way to the back. Well, we stopped in the center part of the room, if I remember correctly. In that office. Yeah. In the Mm -hmm. office area. And both of us looked back and we saw what we thought was some kind of a light or something. If I remember, it kind of came across the room and then went back there. Right. Kind of like buzzed by us. From what I saw on the cameras and everything, it was in the back and it came... Up above and then towards the center and then towards the back where you guys were at. Right. So so Mike and I, we saw that and we said, hey, let's go into the back part of the uh, of the room. So we did. We were standing there, I, I don't think, maybe just a couple minutes. Yeah, re- yeah. relatively soon after yeah, walking soon, in. Yeah. And, and Mike 
immediately says to me, hey, did you see that lady in the white dress? Well, of course, you know, the room was completely dark. You couldn't see anything. It's okay. I was a little more animated. Than that. Well, yeah, I wasn't trying to be rude or anything. But No, go ahead. He, yeah, he was... Uh, he was Lady in the white dress, lady in the white dress, lady in the white dress. I don't want to interrupt you, but, you know, where I was at, I could see down. It, we walked in the room. The door was on the far left, and then the, that that little corridor went all the way to the back door, and then off to the right were shelves that ran horizontal from us. So I could actually see down the aisle where you were still kind of back and couldn't see down right. the aisle. Right, but he was very animated saying, do you mm. see the lady in the white dress? Do you see her? And I said, Mike, no, I don't see anything. So he continued to get excited, and I said, Mike, calm down. You need to relax. Well, as as I was doing that, I put my flashlight up. And the interesting thing that I noticed was in the front of my flashlight formed a mist. And yep. all I can think, all I can say is, or uh, correlate it to, is like if you breathe when right. it's cold, cold, you see that mist come out. Well, the mist come up in a ball form, and it came over my right arm. And when it did, every hair in my arm stood up. Mm. Then it moved across in front of me, went over my left side of my body, the hair on my left arm stood up, and it dissipated. And I thought, well, well, that was really weird. But it, it, it intrigued me. It didn't really scare me as much as it did interest me. So Mike and I decided, hey, I think it's time maybe we get out of here now. Right. So we went out, and uh, we did our video mm-hmm. uh, little interviews that we did after our investigation. We gave our sides of the story. We were all talking amongst ourselves as to what happened. Well, the interesting thing that I found out after the fact, the gentleman that owned the building was doing some remodeling Modeling. in yeah. that building, and they happened to find a white nightgown in the wall of the building. Right, those long ones that they used to wear to bed and stuff, yeah. Correct. Can I give a little history? Yeah, go ahead. So so the back in early 1900s, this building was like a department store up front. And in the back of the department store was supposedly a gun store. And then in the gun store, there's a ladder that went up the wall. And then right now there's a park that's there. But that when you went up that ladder, you went out a door. And that's where, if you ever heard the name Catwalk... That's a little catwalk went across a restaurant at the time and went over to the other building, mm-hmm. which is where Rob's probably going to tell his stories from Yes, and some of them. And then that was um, the house of ill repute, if you will, at right. times. I mean, it was a doctor's office. It was a lot of different and things. And if you ever want to know what a brothel is, just ask Jeff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that he uh, visits them, but uh, he had a, a great little uh, story to tell my youngins on what a brothel was. Yeah, we won't go into that on this radio show. <laughs> You know, when if if you remember, Jeff, and I don't I hope you might be saying this, but so after the mist went, it, it disappeared like down where we had came from. And we were writing on ops, are you guys getting this? And they're like, oh, yeah, because we had laser breaks. Mm-hmm. We had yeah. a data logger set up where we got yeah. a 13-degree temperature drop. Yeah. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, this was around the middle of August in North yeah. Texas. Yeah, July or August. Yeah, yeah it, was. it was. It was very warm. Yeah. And we had a 13-degree temperature drop in the building temporarily. And then uh, the laser broke coming down the hall as it came back. And then at the same time, remember, we caught the yell when I was witnessing the lady. It was like yeah. a scream. It was like kind of a creepy scream. didn't really fit the situation. but yeah, And if I remember correctly, I think one of our uh, digital audio recorders that we had set up actually shut off. Right. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, um, so for me, that was... 
like I said, scared, maybe not isn't the right word, but intrigued. Um, found it very interesting, you know, mm-hmm. with the whole mist. Right. Yeah, I've always heard about mist right, forming right. And, and that kind of stuff. So it was very interesting for me to be able to experience something like that firsthand. You know, when I don't think that one ever, I was telling earlier, it never really scared me. I was very animated because to me, that's the, that was the Holy Grail. I mean, that was. Well, that's, yeah, when you're doing this, you want to find in, that evidence and that right there, full body apparition. That's to, to witness. I mean, very few people. Yeah, exactly. That. And, and so what was there was like, I mean, I said a few cuss words. I ain't gonna. I, I won't lie. It, it was. It was actually very exciting, actually, to to see that. And I don't think it ever really scared me. It was just like, like Allison said earlier, is this happening? Is this really what's going on right now in front of me? I'm actually look at my hair. My yeah, yeah. You see, your arms yeah. got all the goosebumps yeah. and everything. It, it was. It was an extremely. Interesting. You know. You know. And after I, I, I think about it now. You know, I tried to tell you to calm down, but I guess. And you should have. You have to put me in check. I mean, right, I was, but for the experiences that you have when you're dealing with right, something like that, it's a lot of yeah, excitement yeah. and a lot of it's a unknown lot of information that in the process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Well, the second story that I'd like to talk about real quick happened with Rob and I. Not the one where we fell asleep, right? No, okay. no, no, no. I'm not going to share those stories. Okay. But anyways, we were at a location. It's called uh, Fort Richardson State Park. Oh, yeah. And the state park, I want to go a great detail. You can uh, research that online. But it was a, uh, it had a, on it a hospital. And the hospital was used for the Buffalo Soldiers. Mm-hmm. They would come, and during during battle, they would come and get get taken care of there. Uh, unfortunately, there was more deaths there, I believe, than uh, right. folks that made it. But anyways, on the ground, like I said, there was this big hospital, and we were out there doing an investigation. They had living quarters for the uh, non-commissioned officers. They had officers' quarters. They, I believe they had a bakery on there. Yeah, there was a bakery. They a had- morgue. The morgue, the jail, and the armory. Armory itself, yeah. So we were doing many of the buildings out there. Um, And Rob and I was out there by ourselves wandering around on the the hospital. They wouldn't let us into the hospital at the time, um, which I really wished we could get in there sometime to do it. It's a great facility. Oh, yes, definitely. The history, behind just the history alone. You know, they actually do reenactments on the ground. Mm -hmm. I believe it's in April time frame. But anyways, we were out there, and we were walking around the front end of the uh, hospital. I had a K2 meter, and I was uh, walking around the door, the main door, and, and all of a sudden the K2 meter pegged as far as it could go, solid red. Rob was behind me about, uh, what would you say, 8 to 10 feet, yeah, about maybe, 10 feet, 10 feet. Yeah, behind about 10 me feet. with a camera. He mm-hmm. was he was filming me as we were And going. it was one of those Sony handheld cameras, the uh, the high 8 cameras that back then had the built-in IR. IR it was one of yeah. the first ones that had the built-in IR, so I had that one filming you from behind. Yeah, so we were there, and all of a sudden, like I said, it was weird that the meter started going off. Well, around, around the building, 
they had big windows that you could see through. And on the back side where the morgue was located, they had a street light Mm -hmm. that was back there. So you could see through and see light through. As the K2 meter started going off, um, I looked through the window to try to look through the outside to see what was going on maybe in the building. And all of a sudden, that room where that window was, it went completely pitch dark. I could not see that light on the other side of of the building. Once again, I kind of got, okay, what's going on here? There's something going on. Well, I guess it was probably 15 seconds, maybe 30 seconds at the most. All of a sudden, I heard what sounded like footprints or footsteps coming. Boots, though. Boots, Boots. yes. And because the, the, uh, around the outside of the hospital, it was, it was wood. Right. And all I could correlate it to was like when you hear the old Western Burns. movies right. and they're walking and you hear their boots hitting as they're, as they're walking to go, say, to a gun battle or something. Well, I heard that and it got louder and louder. It was loud enough that Rob said that he was able to hear it down where he was filming at. Right. And at that time, I, I jumped off and went to the side so I can get the, the view of you looking through the building. But... Like you said, it, it's this long rectangular building. If I'm not mistaken, the front part of it, the bay section, is like an open bay, like an old dorm Correct. dormitory. Yeah, it is. So they like had beds on both sides, like an old hospital did. So you, there was nothing in the way, nothing, and you could not see the light on the other side. And then at the front of it, where he heard the footsteps, I noticed that it was starting getting darker. And I'm, I'm watching it on my camera. It's just dark, getting to him. I'm like Jeff. Something's coming at you. Yeah. And that's when he's like, I know. Yeah. I said, he sat there and he said, said that to me. And I said, yeah, I know I can hear it. Well, like I said, I tried not to freak out kind of like we were talking about earlier. I was was the one freaking out because I'm watching it. You know, so I was just like, okay, trying to process this all in my head. Well, it got louder and louder and louder. I was like, okay, something's about (laughs) to happen here now. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And I thought, okay, that's kind of weird. At the same time, the meter quit. Yep. The K2 meter went back to normal. And then probably 30 seconds to a minute later, the mist or the darkness in that room went, went away, away and you could see through and see the light again. Yeah. That was probably the weirdest one. And like, like with Jeff and everything, I, I was the excited one. And everything I was like, Jeff, it's coming at you. Jeff, it's coming at you. You know? And, and so for me, like I said, it was... It was more intriguing. It really mm. got me wondering, you know, what was that? Right. You know, like I said, it was around 3 o'clock in the morning once again. You know, they always say the witching hour and, and all of that. Um, but when I saw that room go completely dark, I couldn't explain how that, yeah, how that no. came about. I couldn't either. You know, other than... If I remember correctly, to bring something up, I thought we heard they had some kind of alarm system or yes, something. Yes, they did. They had a motion sensor. Motion right. sensor in, in yeah, the building. That's right. And and at that same time, I think that motion sensor started chiming right. in Right, that's in right. The it building. had a motion sensor inside and up in the attic because, history again, um, they didn't have the morgue outside. Right. When they died, they stuck them up in the attic in that heat. Correct. So bodies were like, just like loading up there yeah so they had to build it outside but yeah they had the motion sensor in the main hall and they had one upstairs as well so those were probably two of my most 
intriguing ones. I mean, we've had we've had many oh, we've had cases many that different we've cases, yes. experiences that we've had. But I think for me, those are probably two of the most exciting, intriguing times for me. And like the first one that we had, probably the the building we want to go back to. Yeah, the very first investigation. I'm surprised you didn't talk about the cemetery one. Well, okay, I can go into the cemetery. Because that one. one was really as, good. As I said, we uh, the way we started military paranormal investigations, there was myself, there was Rob, and one other member, plus my son was kind of involved at the very beginning as well. We had an interest in the paranormal. We, you know, mm-hmm. the show started coming out, and you know, we all started talking about our different experiences that we had. And we said, hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we kind of got together and formed a group and, right. and did paranormal investigations? Well, near the area where we're currently at, there was a cemetery. I won't give the name. Of it. But uh, we, we went out to the cemetery. We just had some a couple pieces of equipment. I think we had a K2 meter right, and, yeah. and a digital audio and recorder. That high eight again. Yeah, and a camera. And we went out to this uh, cemetery, and it was... I think it was probably 2 o'clock, maybe 2.30 in the evening. Uh, no, it was actually a lot earlier than was that it? because it got cold that night. Okay, that's right. Which is why we went to the other building. That's right. It was cold. Um, but anyways, I was in this cemetery, and like I said, it, you know, cemeteries are kind of creepy anyways. Right. You get the whole mm-hmm. persona of, of the cemetery and everything else. But I was back in the far back corner of the cemetery, and I found it interesting There was markers all over the place, but you go to the back corner and there was only one marker. One marker in this hole. And marker, you're meaning? Grave marker. Yeah, Yeah, headstone. Big headstone. It was in the ground. Yep, all by itself. So I was back there doing some EVP sessions and I'm kind of like, I said, hey, this is interesting. I said, "Are uh, are you back here in this corner all by yourself for a reason? I didn't think anything of it, never heard nothing. Well, we get home, we, we go to our other building we were talking about, and we get home, and the next day, my son and I, we were at home, and we thought, well, let's pull these recorders out and start listening to them. Well, he had one, he plugged in and started listening to it, and all of a sudden, I look over, and I see him pull his headsets off, and he's like, hey, Dad, you got to listen to this. Now, I'll tell you, my son was, I believe he was about 16 years old at yeah, the time when this was. happened, and... uh all of the color that was in his face was gone, and I thought, okay, there must be something serious here if he lost the color and asked me to listen to it. So I put the headsets on, and I play it, and and you hear me asking the question that I asked, and immediately after I say that, you can clearly hear, no, no reason at all. And I pulled the headsets off, and I thought, did I really hear that? So I didn't say anything to my son because I kind of wanted to know what he thought as well. Because like I said, we try not to ask each other or tell somebody what we hear. We want to know what they hear. So I asked my son, I said, Kyle, I said, what did you hear? And he said, I heard no, no reason at all. You can actually hear that one on our, I think it's our first or second podcast where we talk about EVPs. We'll have to look it up. Yeah, I think we did play that one. Yeah, we played that one. There's a couple. That was the the Coyotes ones out there. That's right, yeah. And, And you know... After I after I got that, I heard, had to let a couple people hear it, you know, and I've heard all kinds of things. I've heard people say, well, you know, hey, you're out there, you're picking up recordings from right, somebody's yeah, baby monitor or, or something like that. I said, but, you know, the, the, the problem that I have with that theory is, is how in the world can you ask a question and immediately get an answer 
to that question right afterwards. Now, if I'd have picked up something that yeah, didn't make yeah, sense, but th- yeah, no. I'm- but I mean, it said no, no reason at all. You know, class A, you could definitely hear what it was saying. Right, and that's what well, we do class A is we don't do anything to it. There's right. no manipulation to it. We don't it's try and pull sounds out. Yeah, you, right. can, you can hear it by everyone. And I think um, what you can do, Mike, is you can actually put it in this podcast. I'll add it to it. In front. All right, there we go. So post-production. Why is this empty over here? Are you over here for a reason? But yeah, that one, uh, that one was probably yeah, a really good one yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said I'm surprised you didn't talk about that one. How much time do we have? Oh, you got plenty of time. This is this is yours. I'm All right. I want to give you one more story. Okay. An investigation we did up in uh MacArthur Museum. Mm. Um first or second? The first one. Okay. All right. We were up there, I believe there was how many did we have? Oh good that? lord. Uh one, two, three, four no. Three females. Oh, good Lord, yeah. Eight or nine, maybe? Eight or nine. Anyways, there was eight or nine of us that went on it. Of course, it was uh, on my team where we went into MacArthur Museum. Of course, MacArthur Museum is where uh, General MacArthur was born and raised. If you get the opportunity to go, I would uh, say do so. It's a very interesting uh, museum. Anyways... We were in there, and one of the things that we do when we go through different rooms or different locations, we just go in and start snapping pictures. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were doing doing that. We were going through. And if I remember correctly, one of ops or somebody, was there another team in the building? I can't remember. Yes, we had. If you're referring to the pictures. Yeah. It okay. was you and Kyle and then Joe and. and it was uh, Joe, um, was the female. Uh, one that was with us for maybe about a month in Jeremiah. It was those three. Anyways, we had two teams because the building was large enough where you could put multiple teams in the building. And so Kyle and I was in one part of the building and they were in the other part. Well, we were snapping photos and like I said, we didn't think anything of it. And uh, Kyle and I really didn't have any real experiences Mm -hmm. in there, but we heard over the radio, Joe was... Mm-hmm. was the lead of one of the other teams, and he said, hey, I saw something crawling up the Well, st- no, he didn't say it on the radio. He just said, ops, I need you to come up here. Okay, that's right. Yeah, he, he called me. He's like, ops, I need you to come up here now. Well, go ahead and tell that okay. part of the story then. So he says, ops, I need you to come up here now. And where they were, there's like three sections to this building. You have a middle section, which is where ops was, and then you have the other two sections, left and right, that both have three stories. You have the basement, the middle, and then the very top. They were on the second floor over on the left side. Joe's team was up on the right side, top floor, right where the banisters coming up from the middle. And he's like, Hey, I need you to come up here now. I was like, okay, because he had, it was, I believe it was his nephew was with us as well. You're right. You're right. Because we had new people with his team. That's what it was. So he calls me up there. I go up there. I'm like, what? He's like, 
I don't want to say anything in front of them, but something crawled up the stairs. I'm like, do what? He's like, something literally crawled. I saw something crawl up these stairs and go in that room. And it was the middle room. Upstairs. Upstairs. Caddy corner to where he was. uh, Jeff's team was downstairs. So I was like, are you serious? He's like, yes, something crawled in that room. I was like, can we go check it out? And he's like, no. (laughs) I was like, okay. He's like, I just wanted to let you know something's in there. I'm like, all right. I'll go back down to ops. And that's when you guys started taking pictures. Yeah, we but, start, we, but you were taking pictures before that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, like I said, we just go in and we snap picture after picture after picture. Well, I didn't think anything more of it. So we, we come out and we start looking at the photos. Mm-hmm. So we, we saw the, the photo, the first photo he took. It was up the stairs leading into that room where it was reported that this, this figure or whatever went into. Right. Nothing on the picture. Mm-hmm. Well, the next, very next picture that we looked at, in the entrance of the doorway, stood a figure yep. in like an old. It looks like a Civil, Civil War, War, War air jacket. Right. I mean, you can see the the outline of this figure mm-hmm. from the head down to the shoulders, his coat to the boots, down to the boots, and everything else. Well, when we started looking at this, we were like, okay, we got to go back in there and make sure that we weren't right. getting some kind of shadow shadow off of lights or, or whatever, because in, in this part of the room, there was some glass cases right. that had had some uniforms and stuff in it. So we thought, well, maybe let's try to debunk that. Right. Well, there was no way There's, in the world that we could have. There was only one thing in that room that had the possibility of shining a shadow on there, and we tried every single angle shooting a light on there to try and get it to the same thing. And the Nothing. second time we went back, we did the same thing. And still exactly. Couldn't. Still couldn't do it because... Right. And it, they were... I think the key was they were like a minute apart on the time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was from the time that it was reported. Joe told me to come up and look, and then it was when you guys had that one. That was... For someone to call me an ops and say, hey, something crawled up that stairs. Ed, let me give you a picture of Joe, okay? Big, burly guy. You do not want to mess with this guy, all right? For him to tell me that something crawled up there and it was kind of, <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. And then we have that showing yeah. you. Yeah. So, so for me, that was another very, very interesting case that we were on oh yeah there's always interesting cases going on with that one it's always a good thing all right well that's all i have i, I enjoy doing this stuff this stuff is like freaking awesome <laughs> that's a good idea to do like little shows and everything leading up to this i like it that's pretty good great for halloween Kinda oh gets you in the mood yeah. yeah exactly trying to think of you know and it it's funny because we were talking about earlier we do so much of this and you don't get those but so often but it's those stories that yeah. just really make you keep doing this every day you know what i mean it's those things that makes you go somebody calls and says hey i need you to come in my house we're like all right i'm on the way on my way oh we're going yeah that's like the next one that we're doing this coming up weekend yeah that's right and and if the client lets us we're gonna try and do like i guess a a live broadcast well i would probably a live broadcast i would even if you can't do that maybe if you can do some live like facebook live or something oh yeah facebook live through the phones yeah that we could probably do. I should, yeah. She'd probably go for that. Yeah. So. So. But, uh, 
I'd like to say thanks for uh, listening to this podcast and allowing me to share a few of my stories that I've experienced during uh, investigations. Yeah, this is just getting us one day closer to Halloween. There you go. It's almost there. Well, you can find us at www.militaryparanormal.com. Or on Facebook. Twitter. Or on YouTube. And if you want to tell your story before Halloween or even after Halloween, it doesn't have to be out. Halloween is just a holiday here that you can do spooky stuff. But if you got a story or anything, uh, you can uh, give us a call at 940-437-4674. That's 940-437-4MPI. Or you can email it to podcast at militaryparanormal.com. Wow. I'm enjoying this again. Uh, Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to the MPI Paranormal Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Military Paranormal Investigations. Hope you all enjoyed the show. Don't forget to connect with us on Podbean, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, the truth is to be found.